And this is important because as well as teaching, we're still learning, right? That's the whole point of this podcast is that you're hearing our journey. We don't have this all figured out yet. We don't know how to reach all these goals that we're talking about, but they're goals and we're going to share our process with you. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. I'm one of your hosts, Charlie. And I am your other host, Femke. And I guess, Happy New Year to everybody Ooh, listening. 2017, it's not really for us right now recording, but it will yeah. be by the time you hear this. Yeah, we're recording this a little bit in advance, but you know, by the time this goes out, Christmas would have come and gone and New Year's would have also come and gone. So yeah, Happy 2017 to everybody listening. We thought that being, you know, the start of the new year, it was a good time for us to talk about our 2017 goals. So this episode is going to be both Charlie and I sharing what we have planned for the year ahead. And I think it'll be a nice sort of mark, marker in time that at the end of the year, maybe we can go go back and listen and reflect on this episode and hear about what our goals were. And then maybe at the end of the year, also talk about how, how we went with them and what we actually managed to achieve. So I think this will be a a nice episode and a good way to sort of kick off the year. And while we will be talking about our personal goals, of course, you as the listener, you know, we encourage you to think about what your goals are going to be for this year. Maybe write them down if that helps. And hopefully you'll have a really good 2017 like we also hope to have. Sounds good. We've also arranged these goals into categories. So I don't know, that might help you if you're struggling with coming up with goals and wondering what they should be so should be a good episode looking forward to it I'm already feeling inspired and I really like how you said Fem things that we plan to do in 2017 not just you know our goals because there's yeah. having a goal and then there's working towards it right yeah yeah of course you know you could you could set a goal it's super easy to set goals but actually taking the time to prepare and and create a plan and put into action the steps that you need to take in order to reach that goal that's like equally if not more important so I'm sure we'll be digging into a little bit of that as well as we go through this episode so should we jump right into the first category film yeah so the first category that we have is audience building and I feel like this this is a good one to start with and a good one for both of us because, you know, both of us are doing our own things to help build our own audience. Uh, obviously, you have your YouTube channel, I've got my blog, etc. And so it, it kind of makes sense for us to set some goals around that. And I guess I'm really interested to hear what what you have planned for, for your audience building. And I'm going to guess that it's to do with growing your YouTube channel, but I could be wrong. So do you want to share a little bit about what you have planned this year in terms of audience building? Well, I would, I have a big goal that I'd like to reach with my YouTube channel, but I want to be clear that, hmm, how do I describe this? So how I'm building an audience, YouTube is my main like way to build that audience, but I'm not just trying to keep it there if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, something that I really would like to do this year is build up my email list. And I'm not sure how many subscribers I should be aiming for or anything like that yet, like, you know, to put a number on it. But I want to make that a focus to, yeah, start building up my email list and uh, what's not owning my audience, but owning the access to them more because YouTube has been doing some crazy things lately with people being accidentally unsubscribed from channels and videos not showing up in subscription feeds. I don't know. It's just not a good 
service to rely on as your like main place that you you keep your audience and that's like the only place they can contact you you know but youtube is definitely my main way to build that audience because i, I it, my videos seem to be doing well over there at the moment you know well for me anyway i'm not gonna you know be reaching the millions anytime soon but in saying that my big goal for my youtube audience like a number i'd like to hit this year is 100,000 subscribers which is nice. a very very big number and this is sort of like my ultimate youtube goal and i don't know if i will hit it i don't know if it's realistic but at the moment i seem to be gaining around 2.2 thousand subscribers a month ish and i'm on nearly 36,000 at the moment maybe more than that by the time this episode goes live so you know that current rate it's not going to happen but got to aim aim high right yeah well it's like the the snowball effect too so as you keep growing more then the rate of acceleration at which people subscribe to you is likely also going to increase you know so I doubt that you'll be stuck on only getting 2.2 thousand subscribers each month I'm sure that number will continue to grow you know each month yeah I hope so anyway yeah I, I don't like to dwell too much on the numbers but this audience building for me means that my content is still resonating new people are finding me there's new people to teach you know new people to share ideas with and, and chat with so that's that's what you know, having an audience means to me. And I'm guessing it's something similar for you. Mm. And it's it sounds like that you would like to have a little bit more control over the accessibility towards your audience. Like that kind of sounds like what you were touching on at the beginning about having the majority of your audience being on the platform YouTube and they, I guess, sort of control how that works. So Ideally, I mean, would you like to encourage your your YouTube subscribers to sign up also to a newsletter or something of yours? Is that also what you would like to do? Yeah, that's what I was saying at the start. I want to build my email list as well is going to be a focus for like shifting my audience, I guess. I don't know how I'm going to do that yet. Um, it's going to mean changing email providers and everything and getting better at actually sending emails. But, you know, it's a goal. It's a plan. <laughs> How about you? What's your audience-related goals? So my audience-related goal is, like, arbitrarily, is to grow my newsletter list. So similar to you. Uh, and then I've I've got a measurable metric as well. So I've written down what the goal is. I've got a measurable metric so that I can measure it at the end of the year and know whether I achieve it. That's obviously important. And uh, also I've got some sort of like description, which includes some ideas around how I'm actually going to achieve that goal. And so for, for this goal of growing my newsletter list, my measurable metric is to grow my newsletter list to at least 2,000 subscribers, but no more than 3,000. I'm interested to know why you've put a cap on it. Why the no more? Yeah, so I've done this with all of my goals. I've I've set like at least X, but no more than Y. And I did this after reading an article by James Clare. And basically what he was saying is that it's important to set uh, an upper limit to to your goal. And the reason that he suggests doing that is because if we don't set an upper limit, like if we say, you know, at least 2,000, then when I'll reach 2,000, I'll, I'll keep going because the goal was at least and there was no, no upper cap. So I'll continue working hard to 
keep increasing that number. And I think there's, I mean, it depends how much, how good you are at controlling yourself, but I think there's an easy, dangerous potential there of just keeping on going for too long and, and burning out. Like if my goal was to reach at least 2,000 subscribers and I get to that within the first month, I'm just going to like keep going and keep reaching for the stars. And I don't want to get into that situation of where I'm never satisfied and feel like enough isn't enough. So the reason for putting that cap of 3,000 on there is that between the number of 2,000 and 3,000, like I'll continue working hard and, and keep pushing it. But once I reach or if and when I reach 3,000, then of course I'll continue putting effort into it. But I won't feel like I have to keep you know, making it a main focus and keeping it a priority. Otherwise, I think it'll just be be too much. And I should I should already be proud of, of reaching the 2,000. Does that make sense? It's, well, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I think I understand it, but I don't like the wording, if that makes sense. Saying to me, I read, you know, no more than 3,000 makes it sound like when you hit that, you're going to stop and do everything in your power to not get any more, you know, right. like 3,000 yep. is the ultimate you want to reach. So, yeah, I don't agree with that sense that you shouldn't do do more and surpass your goals, but I like the idea of giving yourself that range so that you can feel satisfied. You know, that part I like because it is easy to feel like once you reach, the goal keeps shifting, you know, as soon as it's yes. not even once you reach the goal, it moves. It's that as you get closer to it, it moves. Yes. It's like the shifting of the goalposts. I, I think that's a yeah. term that's been used before of like, as soon as you reach it, then it just shifts and keeps going further away. And so you keep, you know, trying to reach it. And I think that's hard to sustain. So I don't know, like this is all a test. So yeah. I, I'm going to try it this way and have, have all of my statements as like at least X but no more than Y and uh, yeah I guess see see what that does and see how how that makes me feel and how how or if that have has any influence on on the actual achievement of my goals we'll yeah, see it's really interesting let's put a link to that article you read as well in the show notes yeah, yeah yeah I too would like to read it <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean, to, to build on top of that, some of the ideas I have around growing my newsletter list are things like improving the onboarding experience. So when someone signs up for my list, like what happens next? Do they get a little welcome email? Do they get something else nice? Do they get a, you know, do they sort of go into a, uh, like an automated campaign thing? Like do they get a couple of emails for the first week just welcoming them on board? Uh, also things like, you know, at the moment I don't have any kind of lead magnet, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something like, oh, sign up for my list and you'll get this thing or something. Like usually it's a PDF resource or, or something. So that's also something that I'd like to explore doing uh, and, and just, you know, engage with my existing audience that I have as well. I think often when we think of growing a newsletter list, we think of having to you know attract new people and get new people on board. But I think also there's a lot of potential in talking with your existing audience and encouraging them to share and encouraging them to talk about it and have discussions about it, you know, that also goes a really long way. So that's also something that I would really like to do more of this year. Yeah, that's good. I like that attitude towards it. So the next next up is teaching. And this is something that we obviously both feel quite passionately about. We love sharing our knowledge and teaching what we know, don't we? So we've both got some teaching goals. Mine are related to courses and workshops. So last year, I don't know if you remember me talking on on the podcast about an apparel design workshop. 
that I was really excited about and talked about a lot, set up mm-hmm. a landing page, page for, and then never did because life happened and, you know, that's definitely an excuse and I had to put other things ahead of it. I just it wasn't the time. This year I really want to do that apparel design workshop. I'd really like to to have that be a thing I do because I think it'll be fun. So that's going to be an online workshop thing where we'll go through like some lessons, I suppose, and then also create something alongside each other, but in an online forum. So we'll have like video chat check-ins and things like that. Again, not sure exactly how it's going to work yet, but that's something I need to put focus in. That's so cool. Like I I can't wait to, yeah, I just can't wait for it. I'm already so excited. Another goal I have, and I don't think my goal is to launch it because that might be putting too much on my plate and be a bit too soon. But something I really like to work towards is creating an online course about design thinking. And so this is something that would live online as a, a resource where people sign in and watch video lessons and read posts and there'd be exercises and resources, you know, worksheets or whatever up there, whatever it would entail for them, you know, an online course basically. And I think that'd be a really good thing to live on my site and also a really useful resource because design thinking is something that is really hard to learn outside of design school, I think. I, I don't know of many resources that teach it well. And so it's going to be obviously a huge challenge and that's why... 2017 will be focused on doing a lot of writing and research mm-hmm. towards it. And that's why also I don't think it'll be done this year, but I want a solid, solid plan to be in place and, you know, the content worked out at least. So I'm going to challenge you here. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, you know, obviously you have these two goals to do the apparel workshop and, you know, prepare for this design thinking course. Uh, let's take the, the apparel workshop scene as that's more likely to actually launch and and run uh do you have any goals in mind in terms of how many people you would like to participate or how much revenue you want to make from it if if at all do you have any of those kind of goals in mind or is your goal just simply like do the thing oh okay yeah this is a good question definitely want to these courses both to be paid I think that's fair enough I'm going to put a lot of effort into them and I want them to be worth someone paying for you know I don't want it to be Mm -hmm. just another free thing I want it to be more than the YouTube videos I put out and all the content you know that I make online for free I would like my apparel design course to be full and I haven't decided yet what number that means it'll depend on the software and you know the plan for the day I'm guessing it'll be maybe like 20 to 25 people that, that can realistically you know to be able to give attention to all in a workshop setting I would like it to sell out and yeah, to sell out quickly, maybe like for there to be enough interest and hype around it that it's I'm not struggling to to fill the seats. And I know that sounds like an easy number, but it's really not that easy, you know, <laughs> to get people to actually pay money for something. Even though yeah. you know we've got an audience of thousands of people between us, you know, through this podcast, through my YouTube channel, but it's it's not that easy to get people to to actually you know, part with money for things. So I need to do a lot of work to make people realize it's worth worth their time, worth their money, and that it's going to be really beneficial for them. Yeah, I think I think that's nice. And I would suggest or recommend adding adding that goal of and for the workshop to be sold out or, or full. I would add that on to the end of your sentence of doing that course. Yep, noted. How about you, teaching goals? 
Yeah, so my teaching goal is to create a helpful educational resource. And I've left that sort of broad because I don't yet know what that's going to be physically. Like it, it could be a course, like like you're kind of wanting to go down, or a workshop. It could be an ebook, a toolkit, a video series, an email course, etc. So I haven't yet decided what that's going to be, but it's going to be some sort of content resource, educational thing uh, that people will be able to. Well, I don't know whether they'll be able to buy it. That sort of depends on what I want to do. And uh, my sort of measurable goal for that is for it to be read or watched or downloaded, depending on what it's going to be, uh, at least 300 times, but no more than 500. And I feel like that's pretty low, uh, but I sort of base that off my goal of wanting to reach 2,000 newsletter subscribers, which I should have mentioned actually at the moment, I only have 500. Uh, So that's like, yeah, times it by four. And so I figured, you know, if I have a list of like 2,000 and... I mean, ideally everyone would would go and buy it or whatever, but probably only 30% maximum maybe. So that's kind of where I got that number from of being somewhere around that area. So yeah, I feel like it sounds low having only 300 people, especially considering how big our audience is from the podcast and on Twitter, I have a lot of followers, etc. But like you said, at the end of the day, it's really difficult to get people to part with their money. And I'm assuming that this is going to be a paid for educational resource. That's kind of the goal in mind, but I guess it depends on on the content and what I decide it to be at the end of the day. Yeah, I think you should aim for it to be a paid thing. I think that what you know is valuable and you're at a stage where you can you can definitely create something that is worth people paying for. I just want to make a note here to anyone listening as well that the reason we do this podcast is not so that to make you buy stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, that, no. <laughs> that is not our point. And the only reason we're talking about this is is so it can help you. You know, you should be thinking of things that you can sell to your audience as well and how you can benefit them. And it's fair enough to get them to pay for those benefits because there will be people out there who, who know that it's worth it. So hopefully, hopefully you don't feel like we're just trying to use you or anything like that. That's definitely not our intention. No, definitely not. And Just wanted to say that. No, I know. I'm glad that you said that. Uh, because yeah I don't want people to think that my goal is like to make money off my audience because that's totally not and I guess yeah I should mention I do have an overarching goal for 2017 and that is to continue to teach and help others find joy and fulfillment in their work and so that that's not a goal of to make money you know my goal really is to help other people and Sometimes I help people for free, like on this podcast, and other times, you know, I think it's about time that maybe I start branching into some monetization and helping people in that way and and doing it, like monetizing it gives me the ability to make it super valuable and put really a lot of time and effort into it. So yeah, I, I would like to explore doing some more monetization this year. Should we move into the financial section then? It seems like a good point to do that. Yeah, yeah. So we do have a section for financial. Do you want to share first what, what your goals are there? Yeah. So I, I think it's important to have financial goals because like you said, Pam, if you're earning money from something, it means you can dedicate more time and energy towards it. And I think it's fair enough to be paid for things that you're good at and value that you're offering. You know, I don't have a problem with that. I buy online courses when it's something that I need to learn or, you know, pay for things that I think think are worth it. And I think other people do too. So this is a good way for to earn revenue if you're looking for 
more freedom and and flexibility within your life you know and to make money from things that you create yourself so a financial goal for me is to generate some more regular income from my side projects I am not looking to work for myself at this stage that's not something that I'm really interested in I've just come to realize with doing a lot of freelancing lately that it is not the life for me <laughs> that to you know for that to be a full-time thing yeah there's just so much overhead and like you know stress with all the contracts and the business stuff that's I don't know yeah not not really what I have in mind for myself but I would like to have regular like side income from my side projects as a bit of supplementary things you know that I can then feed back into the business possibly new camera equipment investing in new products etc so there's two ways I want to earn income from my side projects aside from the course that I already talked about that is I want to launch a line of prints and I don't know what selling well would look like but I would like to sell I think at least a hundred is the number I'm going to put on it which is big for me because my online store does not do that well but a hundred prints is what I would like to sell and I also want to create a digital product I don't know what this would be yet but uh, through dealing with our sticker pack and with my online store, physical products are a lot of work. Yeah. Like, you don't just make the thing and get it printed. Then you have to deal with the shipping and then people emailing when it hasn't arrived in time, etc. You know, there's a lot of overhead. So a digital product, I think, would be a really good uh, steady, like regular income earner because there's not as much upkeep with it. Obviously, there still might be issues with people like, not getting their file, etc. But it's much easier. People pay and they get sent it automatically. So that I don't know what that's going to be yet. I don't really, yeah, I don't really know what I can offer there, but it's my goal to find out and to create something. Maybe like a maybe textures or a font or yeah, I don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. Something. And do you have a number in mind for how much you would like to earn from from these side projects? You know what? I don't. And I don't really know how I would set a number. I just want a steady stream coming in, even if it's just like $100 a month, you know, for it not to be that so sporadic that like, oh, I owned 30 bucks this month, you know, what, what's going to be next month? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, so I guess have have consistent income coming through the door no matter how much or how little that is. Yeah, exactly. How about you? What are your financial goals? So my financial goal this year is to receive revenue from my audience and comparing it to your goal, it sounds a little bit like a beginner goal because for you, you've done like your liner note kids and you've done, you know, some posters already in the past in your little notebooks, etc. So you've kind of already explored that territory. Uh, but for me, all the income that I've made on the side of my day job has been through freelancing. And something that I would really like to start exploring is, um, you know, making money from my actual audience and my, my newsletter list, etc. So that's kind of the, the overall financial goal for me. And again, I'm not really sure yet what that's going to be like it sounds like you're a bit more defined in terms of what you're going to do like do a poster line etc so you you kind of have that figured out I don't yet but you know I'm basically defining it as money that's earned not from design freelancing so uh, 
you know, revenue ideas could include, again, ebooks and courses, webinars, uh, coaching, etc. So it kind of ties back into the, the teaching goal that I have. Uh, so they kind of go, go together. And my sort of measurable metric for this goal is to earn at least $5,000 by December, but no more than 7000 Nice. I think that's a good goal. I think you can reach that. Yeah, do, I was going to ask you, do you think it's too high or too low? Because I really I think struggle. it's too high if you're just planning on that revenue coming from products because mm-hmm. products are really hard mm-hmm. in my experience anyway. But I think with coaching, webinars, courses and things, I think you can do that. I think I think this is going to be good. It's not going to be easy, but it'll be good. Yeah, I think it's like just high enough that it freaks me out. And I think that's a yeah. good place to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like definitely know what you mean. It's just high enough that I'm like, okay, that's pretty high. I need to like start start action now. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't think products will be something I'll go into. Uh, it's probably more going to be like yeah, the educational style resources that I'll probably monetize. But yeah, I just, that's, yeah, that's my financial goal, I guess, is just to start slowly earning revenue from my audience because you know like you said there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes I do weekly articles you know paying for my newsletter um, you know email subscription etc there's so much that goes into it and so I'd like to start earning some money that I can then put back into it and uh, use that towards creating creating more helpful and valuable stuff for people yeah I like that and I'll add on to that too that I really enjoy making products, even though they're not, you know, there are a lot of overhead and often it's really hard to even get them to pay for themselves, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, with margins and things like that. But I really enjoy it. Like I like making things and that then knowing that people own these things that I've designed, that's something that I just fell in love with the idea of when I was in university and starting my t-shirt line to know that there was people in the States and in the Philippines and England who are wearing t-shirts that I personally had had created I just thought that was the coolest thing ever so that's why I have goals to make money from products is so that I can make more stuff basically <laughs> like no, I'm I not looking really to cool. yeah I'm not looking to work full-time doing that because it would drive me nuts with all the shipping and things like that but I want my products to make enough to pay for themselves and so that I can invest it into making more new things yeah that's a that's a good goal what should we move on to next should we do learning Okay, so learning is our next category, and this is important because as well as teaching, we're still learning, right? That's the whole point of this podcast is that you're hearing our journey. We don't have this all figured out yet. We don't know how to reach all these goals that we're talking about, but they're goals, and we're going to share our process with you. So I have a learning goal, and that is that I want to learn to code. We did an episode called Should Designers Learn to Code? I think that was its name a while ago can't remember the number but it'll be linked in the show notes I think it was a really good one I'm really proud of that episode but in it we talked about the fact that designers don't have to know how to code that is not well I don't believe should be a requirement for doing design I think you should have an understanding of code but you shouldn't need to be able to fully implement every single thing you design because that is a separate job but in saying that coding is something I really want to get into i I really like doing things myself, as you might have heard from the way I talk about my products and how I print my t-shirts myself. I really like taking control of that process. So learning to code is something that I want to to get better at this year. And I want to be able to, the way I've set this is to be able to fully make my own sites from scratch in a reasonable time frame. Because right now I can make a site, like I have that understanding, 
enough so that I know what to Google, you know, but yeah. it takes me a long time to code because it's not a strong suit for me and I'm not very good at it. So I want to learn more about it so that I can be more proficient. And part of this goal is, I guess I'm going to talk about it. It's just coming out of my mouth is I've got a new job, which is really exciting. Yeah, I'm going to be working for a remote company. It is an email marketing software company called ConvertKit. I'm really excited about it. And as part of that job, the team is quite small. So I, I will be needing to code the sites that I design there. They've you know, there's a great team of people there who are going to support me in learning that. So I'm really excited about it. That's my news. <laughs> Congrats. I think that's so, so, so awesome. And it's been so hard to keep that a secret over the last month. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, maybe we should talk more about, you know, that sort of thing like design career and jobs and stuff in a future episode. Mm. Because I think there's a lot we can say about that. But for now, learning goals for the year from you. Yeah, well, I have to admit that I am a little bit jealous of your coding goal because I wish that I could also set that as a goal for myself because it's also something that I'm really interested in. But the thought of it just honestly petrifies me and I I need to get over it. I think I just need to get over that fear of code. Like, I don't know, it's probably super irrational, but it just freaks me out. The thing is that Right now, you don't have a need to learn to code because you've got Owen there who can do that side of things for you. Well. And no, well, <laughs> well, he he's, he's there. busy too. <laughs> yeah, he's busy too. He's not always available, and there are you know there are things that I really would like to do and to improve on my website. And uh, I think like the the quickest way to getting there is for me to just do it myself, learn how to do it myself, so I can just make those updates on the go. So. It, it would be super beneficial for me if I knew how to code. So I, I know that I should make that a goal. I'm just too scared to say it out loud. I think you should make this a goal. And I don't think that you need to learn how to fully code a site from scratch this year. I think you should make it a goal to know how to edit your website. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to know how to set it up from the start, but you need to know that, oh, I want to change the footer color to pink or whatever, that you know where to go and do that. Or if you want to add a new page with an image here and, you know, text here or whatever, that you can do that working within the template that Owen's already set up. I think that'd be a really good goal for you. And I think you'd be surprised at how, not easy, but how it's not as hard as you think. Yeah. Well, with that potential goal aside, (laughs) the goal that I set myself for learning is to improve my public speaking. And you know, doing things in the future like workshops and and meetups and conference talks is something that I would really like to do more of. I don't really have a goal to do workshops this year, but I feel like doing things like public speaking is beneficial to help me prepare for that in future. Uh, So I've set the goal to speak at at least one conference this year, but no more than three. Uh, And I think there's a lot of extra benefits to public speaking that can be used in other areas as well. So I think it can help with my confidence and that can help also with my writing and getting better at being able to articulate myself when I'm doing my writing and when I'm talking to other people and, you know, writing emails with people and helping them, you know, just in general, I want to improve 
I guess how I how I speak and how I present myself and so public speaking is kind of a goal there that I would really like to learn more about how to improve that and not just in terms of speaking but also like presentation wise how to create good slides and good educational content because that again could potentially feed into a course that I end up doing you know being able to present myself well and and teach and educate so yeah that's kind of my learning goal is to just get get better at presentation basically I like it. Yeah, that's going to be really beneficial. Yeah, we'll we'll see. How do you think you're going to go about achieving this goal? That's a really good question. So I I think I'm going to do a bit of research. I already have written down in my uh, book wish list. There's a couple of books that I would really like to read that talk about public speaking and improving public speaking. And you know, more and more people are providing educational resources around public speaking so there is a lot out there I just need to figure out how to digest it basically Uh, so I don't know if if you're listening to this and maybe know of someone who is a is a good public speaker and maybe provides some educational content around it I'd be really interested to hear who that is it would be really helpful yeah I would be too because I actually have speaking at an event as one of my goals but I put it under content Mostly because I didn't know, really know where to put it. So maybe <laughs> maybe I'll just move it into this category and talk about it now. I would like to speak at at least one uh, other conference this year. I think that'd be great. I'd like to, I don't know what I'd talk about. It would depend on the conference. I think I could adapt the talk I gave at the Sean Wes conference about creating video content consistently. I think that could be adapted to talking about creating four side projects consistently. Yeah, you know, a bit more broad. tweaks that could be made. Yeah to make it more relevant to many other audiences. So that's something that I'd really like to do because public speaking, just like coding terrifies you, public speaking terrifies me. Oh, well, at least you're braver than me and you put it in your goal list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm making you add the coding to your goal list too. (laughs) So yeah, that's something I'd like to do too. And I guess that is also one of the reasons for my 100,000 subscriber audience building goal because unfortunately... For a lot of things, people are impressed by numbers, you know. They don't might not mean as much to you or I in terms of the value that a person can give. But for people at conferences and, and stuff like that, often if you have a big number you can tell them that's gonna excite them more and they'll be more interested in having you to speak, you know, and it's a good way of also just getting my name out there. You know, more people that subscribe to my channel, the more potential there is that it's a conference organizer who might be seeing my videos yeah yeah so that's one of the reasons for that goal yeah I mean I think this applies to both of us is that our goals overlap quite a lot yeah totally they all feed into each other right yeah so like as you you know work or achieve on one that feeds into another etc like it all kind of overlaps in a in a really nice harmonious way yeah Should we move on to our content goals next? Since I sort of touched on that. Yeah, so you had public speaking under content. Did you have anything else under there? Yeah, I'd also like to firstly continue my YouTube streak. It's been three and a bit years that I've posted a video every single weekend on my YouTube channel. Amazing, amazing. So I do not want to break that streak. Uh, Right now I'm at risk of breaking it this week that we're recording, but I have a plan in place. So I'm going to do that tomorrow on Saturday and (laughs) make that happen. Because, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's been too long that I can't just stop now. And creating consistently, obviously, is going to go towards building my audience and all the other stuff. But aside from that, uh, I started a series in 2016 called Artwork for Alternate Singles. And I really love it. 
I've only done two so far at the time of this recording, but there's loads of ideas I have for others. I just haven't been able to make it a priority. So next year I want to make it a priority to continue with that series regularly and post one new artwork a month. Because it's, it's a thing that, first of all, it's good for me in trying to attract clients from the music industry who I still really want to work with. But also I just really enjoy it. Like it's it's a bit of, I find it relaxing in a way to be creating this album art because it's fun and it's for me and it it's not like I'm having to, I don't know how to describe it. It's something that I can take the time to enjoy. It's one a month, you know, I can work on it here and there and get it up. So I want to make sure that I do that because, yeah, it, it's worth putting time aside for, for things you enjoy, even if they're not showing you results, I guess, immediately. So I noticed that you don't have any goals set around your blog. Yeah, I'm not really caring too much about my blog at the moment, which is really bad, but I don't know. You can't do everything. And I write a post here and there when I get a chance. Like I have one currently that I'm halfway through writing about the creation of our sticker packs. But that might be live actually by the time this episode goes out. At least I hope it is. So I'll link to that in the show notes. But I don't really mind too much that I'm not creating content regularly for my blog at the moment. That's that's not where I want to put my focus, if that makes sense. And what about your monthly newsletter? Yeah, well, that sort of feeds into the audience building, I suppose, and wanting to grow my newsletter, my email list. My monthly newsletter might turn into something else. Um, not sure what yet, but I guess that's content. Yeah, I hadn't, I'd put it more in the audience building category. Yeah, definitely want to do that. Maybe even turn it into like a fortnightly newsletter. I don't know yet. Yeah, I reckon you could even go as far as doing it weekly. And I, I know that probably sounds like so much work because you already have so much stuff to do each week. But in terms of like you have enough content that gets published weekly to warrant there being a weekly email, you know what I mean? I suppose. I guess for me, like I, I find it really difficult to read weekly emails, but I guess not everyone's in the same position as me. So I should not think about myself so much. <laughs> How about you? Content goals. Go. So my content goal is focused around writing because that's the, the type of content that I currently put the most effort and energy into. I write a weekly article, so that's sort of my main content focus. And my goal I wrote down is be ahead of the game. And that probably sounds really arbitrary, but basically... What I mean is to prepare better. At the moment, I'm leaving it far too late to write my articles. I'm often doing it the night before or the morning of in a couple of cases, which is really, really bad. Uh, so my goal is sort of to to be ahead of the game and to create a buffer for myself. And uh, that's to always be at least two weeks ahead in articles, but no more than four. And yeah, I just want to continue creating useful and relevant articles and give myself a sustainable buffer and and obviously continue publishing them weekly. So I really want to put a bit more focus into being better prepared when it comes to my articles and yeah, like being ahead of the game and, and making sure I have that buffer for myself. Yeah, that's a really good goal to have because that will free up mental space as well. You won't be stressing about it as much. Yeah, I think so. And I I did take December off publishing articles, but I continued to write. So That's good. Yeah, so I should by now have a, a bit of a buffer set up by the time this podcast comes out. 
that's awesome great content goal the last one is health which is last but not necessarily least and uh we almost didn't put this one in there did we yeah because I figure this is a podcast about design and side projects. We should just talk about our design and side project goals. Like I have other goals like travel and things, you know, throughout the year that I want to do as well. But I think it is important to include health because if we're not healthy, we can't get all these things done. Someone tweeted me the other day saying you can't hustle from the grave. And I really liked that. Oh, that's that good. phrase. Yeah. Because I tweeted that, you know, I was a bit exhausted at the moment, so sorry there hadn't been a video or whatever. And she was like, you know, make sure you take the time because you can't hustle from the grave. I was like, yes, I needed to hear that. So for me, health in general, I need to make it a focus in 2017. Like, it's not just like, oh, that'd be nice to do. It's absolutely going to be essential for me because right now at the time of this recording, I'm pretty exhausted and haven't been to the gym for like maybe two months or something like that. Not sure. So I'm not making health a focus, health and exercise. So that needs to happen for me to be physically and mentally in a much better place. And I want to do that by making time to go to the gym at least two times a week and also doing yoga. And I'm not sure how often, but I'm going to say maybe like every other day it could be possible for me. Wow, now that, ambitious. Now that I'm, yeah, now that I'm going to be working from home, I am going to be able to go to the gym on my lunch break, which will be great. True. And I'm not going to be having to rush to commute in the mornings. So I could take the time to do even like even a 15 minute session of yoga is worth it. This is the thing I need to get my head around is this that all or nothing attitude where I'm like, oh, I don't have time for an hour class right now. So I don't do anything. That's ridiculous. You know, doing something is better than doing nothing. Even if it's only like five or 10 minutes worth, it's better than nothing. Well, that's what I believe anyway. No, I, th- I think that's an awesome goal and mine are pretty similar. So I, the same as you, want to dedicate and prioritize time to my personal health and well-being because burnout sucks and you can't hustle from the grave, which is such good advice and so relevant in this context. So I really do want to bring bring health into my weekly like list of priorities and focus time and give it equal equal weight because at the moment it always falls behind like if I've got a really big to-do list and it includes a yoga class on there yoga class is going to be the first thing to go if I don't have enough time uh, because it's just a lesser priority for me at the moment you know I I put all my time and channel most of my energy into things like this like the podcast and my side projects Uh, but yeah, I really want to make more dedicated focus time for for my health for similar reasons to you. And so my kind of goal is to do at least four yoga sessions a month, but no more than eight. So yoga really is the only way that I enjoy exercising, I guess. So I don't have a gym membership, but I do have a membership to my local yoga studio. And so I've set myself that sort of low goal of four times a month, which basically equals once a week. The classes are around an hour and a half long. Uh, But, you know, I would love to be able to go twice or even three times a week. So I don't know, we'll, we'll see. But I think the secret to unlocking this for me is that I need to book my classes that I'm going to go to in advance. And I think that will help keep me accountable. I think if I just leave it to like on the day, oh, should I do yoga today? Let's see what classes are on this afternoon. Oh, no, I can't be bothered. I think that is a dangerous uh, and easy place to get to. So for me, I really want to 
channel my my focus and time into booking the classes in advance so that I have that accountability factor like I'm booked into the class so I'm gonna go yeah yeah that's a great goal to have and that definitely sounds like the way to achieve it it's definitely gonna be about mindset for me too about like you said making it important because for me it's always the first thing to go or the first thing to not even be added to my to-do list because I just know there won't be time yeah yeah so I need to work on making the time for it because health is so important and yeah we need to make sure we take care of ourselves yeah so I've in the past started adding book yoga as a to-do list item so like not go to yoga but book yoga because I know that if I book it I'm probably going to go like 99 yeah, good. times out of 100. <laughs> well, that seems like, well, not the end, but the end of the goals list for this episode. I'm sure we both have multiple other goals but for the year, but these are the main ones. We'd really like to encourage you listening to set goals for yourself as well. Think about these categories that we've talked about and what you might want to achieve in them. You know, teaching might not be something you're interested in, so it's okay if you don't have that as a category or whatever, but it's good to write goals down and and think about them and think about what you want your year to look like because that will direct what you do and how you spend your time and how you choose what's important. Yeah, I want to add one last little sort of food for thought and that is to choose your goals wisely in terms of consider the lifestyle that you want to have and whether those goals fit into it. So, for example, like a goal, you know, publish a book, for example. Everyone wants to publish a book. I'm sure that's like probably a goal on almost everyone's list of goals. But not everyone wants the lifestyle that you'll have to have in order to publish a book. So, you know, for example, if you're going to write a book, there's a lot of sacrifices that you need to make in order to achieve that goal, like probably less family time, late nights, getting up really early, going through rigorous like draft and reviews of your book like a thousand times. And that might not be something that you're interested in at all, but you are wanting to publish a book. So you kind of need to decide on... Or I guess review the things that you're going to have to do and the journey that you're going to have to take in order to get to that goal. And if that journey doesn't sound enjoyable, then you're probably not going to reach the goal because you're not going to enjoy the the journey to get there. So I just recommend also considering that as well, like the effort and the things that you're going to have to do or sacrifice in order to achieve that goal. Yeah, that's that's really solid, solid advice because a goal isn't just about that end point. It's about how you get there too. Totally. Well, here's to 2017, I guess, here's and to let's see where it takes us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to an exciting year. Yeah, so I guess stay with us throughout the podcast this year, and we'll be updating you on on our goals. We really want to hear about yours as well. If you feel comfortable enough to share them with us, we'd we'd love to hear what they are. So please feel free to tweet us at Design Life FM, and make sure you're following us on Twitter there as well, because we do often ask questions about the upcoming topics. So you can join in on the discussion, which we really enjoy. And you can also check out our website, which is designlife.fm. And there you can subscribe to our newsletter and we'll soon be announcing an exciting project that we're working on. So if you want to be the first to hear about that, then the newsletter is the best place to go to sign up and you'll be the first to hear. Yeah, I guess that project is another goal we have, but we haven't gone into detail on it here. But that's for an upcoming episode. (laughs) Yes, next time. Cool. Good chat, fam. Yeah, good chat. Looking forward to the year ahead. Yay. 
Looking forward to seeing what you achieve and how you accomplish your goals. You too. Bye. See you next week.